0: Welcome to today's Education Technology Podcast brought to you by Market Scale. I'm Sean Heath, and today's show conversation is with Dr. Joshua Wilson, the Assistant Professor of Education at the University of Delaware. Now, I have to apologize up front. I, I never know is it Dr. Wilson? Is it Joshua? Is it J Dog? What's appropriate?
1: We could do with uh, J Dog or Josh, would be fine.
0: Perfect. And uh, Josh, if you would be kind enough, Kind of explain to me how we got here, and by we, I mean you, and by here, I mean explain to me your path to the University of Delaware.
1: Sure. Well, first, thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's great to be able to talk with you and to join the podcast. Um, yeah. So my my path to University of Delaware came via uh, being a special education teacher. So I started out. I uh, was a special education teacher for six years. And loved the job, loved working with students and worked with students in public schools. And I was also in a private state certified special education school where they would send the kids they couldn't educate in the districts because their their needs were too great to the school that I was at. And um, in the course of my last year of being a teacher, I was with two students. Their names were Henry and Sarah. And they were fourth graders who were writing about at a second grade level. And it was my responsibility to teach them how to write better, to get them up to grade level. And I was really woefully unprepared. Uh, most special education teachers are reasonably good at reading remediation, but we really don't have any, uh, training in writing. And I was asking around with my colleagues at the school and no one was really able to help me. And then at around the same time, Someone said, hey, you ever thinking about going back and getting your Ph.D.? You might like that. I was like, no, I, I never really thought of that. I, I, And I just looked into it, saw that there was someone at the University of Connecticut. Um, I was in Connecticut at the time. Who uh, focused on writing instruction for students with disabilities and struggling writers. And I met her. Her name was Natalie Olinghouse. And became her advisee. And five years later, got my doctorate in special education focusing on writing instruction, writing assessment and was lucky enough to be hired at the University of Delaware in 2014, and I've been there since.
0: There is an interesting sort of coincidence that's happening right at this exact moment. I have a son who is on the autism spectrum, uh, oh. specifically Asperger's syndrome. Oh, sure. And throughout his life, now he's a senior in high school now and is doing very well. Throughout his life, we've always seen the struggle, not with him, taking in information and knowledge, but Mm. expressing it. And so for you to have specifically worked with helping students learn to produce that knowledge, to express themselves, I think that's kind of a, a, a very interesting synergy that we have. If you would be kind enough, tell me a little bit about your research Specifically, this form of education technology that you're working with automated
1: essay scoring. Can you tell me about that, please? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and, and just a comment. Yeah. That, that is quite a synergy. I, I taught many, many of the students where I was working with, um, were on the autism spectrum, more on the high end, as you like Asperger's syndrome. And you're right. The, to be able to show your knowledge is such a challenge. And, um, so I appreciate you, you sharing that. That's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. And so I, I've since started to focus on, uh, as you said, a form of educational technology called automated essay scoring. And it's, it's really was born out of like kind of large scale assessments. Because, um, what I mean by that is, you know, the end of year state tests or GRE, like the, where tests where they're testing writing, but at a massive scale. And, it became so burdensome and time-consuming and, and, frankly, costly for the companies to have people score it that they looked into ways to kind of automate the procedure. Now, the that's where the technology was kind of born, um, but it has since evolved into being more of a formative assessment application, and by that I mean – um, to be able to provide information to students and teachers during instruction rather than just at the end of instruction to gauge whether a student's learned something or not. It's actually trying to help the students during the learning process to improve their writing. And, and the, uh, there's different acronyms. So automated essay scoring refers to the ability of a computer to output scores that are very similar to scores that a trained essay rater would assign had they read the same essay. Then there's something called automated essay evaluation or AEE, and that's more inclusive. It includes the scoring capabilities but also the feedback capabilities that these systems are now able to to combine. So The systems output a score and they now output feedback to provide suggestions to the student on how to improve their writing to improve their score and to improve their overall writing. So it's pretty exciting technology and it's moving out of the kind of large scale assessment world and into the classroom um, and from grades really three through 12. And that's where I kind of focus on grades three through eight. One of the
0: things I've always kind of had an issue with, especially with the the end of term tests, the standardized tests, is that it seems that it's not difficult for a school district to fall into the teaching to the test syndrome, which is something that has always just infuriated me. And it sounds like you have come up with an approach that allows the teaching of these students with these disabilities, you're not just trying to get them to pass a test. You're actually focusing on the challenges that they have. And this, this scoring of their essay can allow you to pinpoint maybe someplace they're struggling.
1: Yeah, that that's exactly right. Um, That's, that's exactly right. The goal is to, the idea is that we're going to try to teach the skills And help the teacher target the specific skills a student needs support on, so that once they acquire the skills, the test should be no problem. So it's it's more of a skills focus rather than a testing focus. And um, yeah, and and what's nice about these automated scoring and automated feedback systems is that, especially for struggling writers and students with disabilities, there's so many different areas of writing that they need support on, whether it be spelling or grammar, all the way up to organization or how to develop an idea, how to is the content right. And it becomes pretty overwhelming for teachers to to try to figure out A, all the different things that are going on, and B, where to begin, and see like what's the exact kind of feedback that this student needs to be able to move them forward. And and what happens is that it's it becomes so burdensome that teachers just don't really assign much writing. Um, and consequently, they don't get enough practice. Um, and so what's nice about these systems is that they can kind of offload some of the feedback from the teacher to the system. So the, the systems are particularly useful at providing feedback at the kind of lower level skills of writing, such as grammar and spelling and sentence instruction skills that we know struggling writers and a lot sometimes students with disabilities need support on. Allowing the teacher to kind of focus on the stuff that I always say like you you guys didn't go to school to become editors. If you went to school to be an editor you'd probably become an editor. You went to school to become a teacher. You want to work with students minds and help them grow as you know as individuals and as thinkers and and how that is expressed in their writing. So you can now focus on those very same things like How are they thinking about the topic? How are they organizing it? What kind of ways does that, you know, the clarity of their thinking, things that the computer isn't really suited, as well suited to do. Um, So it's a nice division of labor in, in a way that I think really benefits teachers and students, especially those who are struggling with writing.
0: And really an important development because as school districts become more cost conscious, and they start to increase class sizes by two, three, five students per teacher, that's not just two or three or five students per teacher. That's an exponential level for each student added into that classroom. And so it's not a, and, and I think you and I are both in agreement on this, it's not a fault on the teacher for not assigning more of this essay-style work to, to help develop these skills. It's just not feasible. It's just not possible for that teacher to do that in a traditional way and then also to have to create a specific approach for each of 20, 25, 30 students. That's just not feasible for a teacher to do, but this AES, this sort of approach, can actually – Put the teachers back in, as you said, back into the role of being a teacher and being able to give that one-on-one help to an individual student who needs help in some certain area.
1: Yeah, I, well said. Yes, exactly. I, I see this. You know, some of the people um, in the intellectual realms, you know, there's there's people who like completely disdain or You know, advocate that these systems should never be used in classrooms, that a computer never reads writing the same way a human does. It's, and therefore, you know, it's really undercutting the social nature of writing, which is meant to communicate between individuals in a human way. And therefore, these things should never be used. And some even fear that it's going to replace teachers. But my take on it, and actually, I think, I, you know, from, experience and working with teachers and going into schools and not just an intellectual idea it I see that it actually allows teachers to teach it it actually um, conversely to that criticism of replacing teachers I think it actually helps teachers be more (laughs) teachery to for for lack of a better word Um, because instead of the mountain of things that that are kind of preventing them from teaching the things they want to teach and individualizing in the way that they want to because it's not a matter of desire it, as you said it's a matter of feasibility and I think that these kinds of systems are wonderful ways to kind of put the power back in the teachers' hands and allow them to focus on the things they want to um, and yeah so so I think that's exactly I think that's exactly the way to think of it
0: I was very fortunate during my Primary, secondary, college years—that the majority of my teachers actually, to me, appeared more as curators of knowledge. They they presented me with the useful knowledge, and maybe gave me a little nudge: "Hey, maybe you could figure out this problem this way." Or, or asking the asking the question that would then show me how to figure out something myself. One of the greatest gifts I think I got from the educational system was the ability to think for myself. I didn't mm. I, I wasn't just parroting a bunch of historical dates. My teachers wanted me to understand why those dates mattered. And then in in creating that association with well that's why this date's important, creating that association then helped me become a person who could think. And ultimately that's What I think the goal of education is, is to help each individual become a thinking individual, because if everybody can think, then we can all solve problems together. We can all move forward together as a society, as a planet, as a as a human race, whatever category you want to you want to focus on. I'm really interested in. I'm gonna ask this question I apologize now it it has almost nothing to do with what we're talking about, but okay. it popped into my head, so I have to ask it. no problem. could this software read a novel at some point and tell me the, who the writer was of that novel by the writing style? I know that's a ridiculous question, but that's no. just the nerd in me. I'm wondering if that's even possible.
1: You know that's not a ridiculous question um and actually um so very, very astute. Actually, the I'm not a computational linguist, but I will share my layperson's understanding of how AES systems are built. So, in the same type of technology that predicts, like when we speak to Siri or our iPhone or our, you know, or Google or whatever, that interprets our spoken language and converts it into uh, kind of. Digital text to be understood by a computer, that's called natural language processing, NLP. And there are people who use NLP systems, linguists actually, to do kind of corpus analysis where they will actually take four or five different segments of an author and compare it either across time within the same author. And they've done things where they see, like, an author with Alzheimer's or dementia, where they actually can see that the changes in their linguistic structures over time show, like, the advances of their illness. And then other linguists actually do it sometimes with, like, um, different, like, if, if it's unclear if Shakespeare wrote this particular passage or someone else did they'll compare representative samples to determine authorship. So, yes, so to, to answer your question, that that is indeed one of the applications of the kind of underlying computational linguists, linguistics that um, cross between automated essay scoring and other applications, such as the one we're just talking about now. Yes, absolutely.
0: The ability to to track those changes seems like it would be a fundamental benefit for using AES to track these students who are having a little bit of trouble. You can actually see a metric that measures how they're improving and allows you to tailor the instruction that they're getting to help them maximize their benefits in whatever areas they're lacking in. That's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly, that's where it's at. And, you know, as you know, uh, as a parent, you know, one of the things where students with disabilities are struggling writers is progress monitoring and, and being able to document whether an intervention has been successful. And I think that's exactly where these systems are best applied. And they're collecting data at a level of reliability that humans can't achieve and a grain size that's finer than most, you know, even trained uh, English teachers can achieve just due to the feasibility and time it takes to analyze a sample. And we also know that if something changes across time as measured by an AES system, it's true change in the sense that if you and I looked at a piece of writing and maybe one day we're tired and or grumpy, we might be more critical or more, you know, uh, more lenient, depending on our mood, or depending on what happened before. And then the next day, three weeks later, we look at another sample, and we see a change. But maybe that change isn't true change. It's just an artifact of, you know, our reliability at the time of scoring our attention. You know, one of the benefits of a computer is that it does the same thing every time, no matter what. It doesn't, doesn't care what, what it doesn't have a mood, you know? So if it documents change, that's true change in the underlying skill. So, so yeah, I think, I think that's a great application of these and, and one of the ways that I'm studying this actually. Yep. The ability
0: to assess such a subjective skill with an objective approach is absolutely fascinating to me. And, and as a parent who has gone through now 12 years of this process, it's nice to get the flowery language. It puts some people's minds at ease, but I'm much more pragmatic. I need some numbers. I need some objective scientific this is what we believe. This is what appears to be occurring and then that allows us to sort of develop the game plan moving forward.'re you're, you're obviously a, a, a passionate thought leader in your field. So I want you to be Nostradamus for a moment. I want you to look okay. forward just a little bit farther than you probably normally do. Sure. instead of just looking six months out, I would like you to look a year. Two year, five years out. Where do you see this technology helping education arrive within the next, say, two to five years?
1: Okay, great. Um, well, first, I appreciate the compliment, and and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to to kind of prognosticate in this way. It's it's something I do think about, and something I'm happy to share. I I kind of see the future of writing instruction moving much towards the kinds of things we're talking about particularly with the growth of one to one laptop technology where every every kid going into school has a laptop often provided by the public uh public school and in the district I'm working with here in Delaware that they've moved to one to one laptops in grades 3 through 12 in the, just in the last 4 years so every student coming into the school gets a laptop. Um, and I think, you know, with the fact that most students now are pretty, pretty much digital natives from, from birth, I think that basically writing instruction is going to rely on these kinds of systems to document uh, the kind of progress in reliable ways that we need because data-based, data-based and standards-based education isn't going away. Um, The need to be accountable to not only to your students, but to districts and states is is not disappearing. And these kinds of systems allow for that. And I think that teachers have an increasingly diverse student body. The needs of their students are changing. It's not homogenous. You have students from different language backgrounds, different economic backgrounds, different racial, ethnic, you know, uh, skill backgrounds, you know, disability statuses. It's that no teacher, no teacher wants to teach one thing to everyone. All the teachers want to meet all their student needs. It's just a matter of feasibility. And I think that increasingly as technology and becomes integrated at the student level, not just at the classroom level with like a smart board or a projector but at the student level the solutions will then become at the student level such as these kinds of of software systems and writing's not going away writing's writing's going to be increasingly used to demonstrate knowledge as we said earlier in the conversation but also for you know in post secondary education writing's the way to express knowledge it's also the way to take tests to get into college or to to move into different careers So, I think that teachers want to teach. Teachers need to document the effects of their instruction. Computers are going to be increasing. So, I think it's, I see that automated essay scoring and automated feedback systems become kind of the norm of the way that writing instruction is taught. And the teacher becomes the guide and facilitator of students' thoughts and ideas and their minds rather than just the red pen, you know, the old red pen. Like, I'm going to mark up all your spelling and grammar problems and show you where the problems are that I think it's going to free up teachers to do what they want to do, meet the students needs better and document progress in reliable ways. So that that's that's what I'm thinking. And that's my hope.
0: Well, I will I will entertain that hope a little right alongside with you. Let me go ahead and express my thanks to your research up to this point and encourage you to continue what you are what you're focusing on and what you're looking into because I think you're doing something incredibly important. And I want to thank you for taking the time today. Today I've been talking to Dr. Joshua Wilson, the assistant professor of education at the University of Delaware. Josh, thanks so much for taking the time today. It has really been a pleasure.
1: It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been it's been wonderful.
0: I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to having a chance to talk to you again in the future. That'd be great.